What's up, everyone, and welcome to the Elevate Experience. The podcast about overcoming struggles and adversity and how that relates to addiction, recovery, and health. I am your host and the CEO of Elevate Addiction Services, Angie Manson. And I'm Dallas Terrell, co-host and life intervention counselor at Elevate. Thank you so much for joining us, and let's jump right in. We have a very special guest, Mr. Seth Provincio. I'm here. Seth's here. I'm here. Angie's here. Hello. We're all here. Yeah. Thanks for being here with us, Seth. We're uh, really excited to have you on the show today. Oh, it's my pleasure to be here with you guys, you know, being a part of what this is going to be. Um, I'm looking forward to being a part of your show. There we go. Awesome. So, Seth, um, you're a recent graduate of the program, and uh, you're newly on staff, but I really brought you on because I want you to sort of talk about the path and what it's like to walk in the shoes of a client here. Well, as clients here... Um, <clears throat> Like I've been to a good amount of other treatment centers before coming here, and uh, this was actually number four, well, fifth, because I kind of left one uh, against professional medical advice, uh, but that's another story in itself. <laughs> it's another story for another <laughs> we time. We might get into that <laughs> yeah, later. Yeah, yeah. You know, but I like um, it. here it's like, uh, I mean, I've just felt so welcome coming out here. Uh, all the staff was really great, and, and I'm really proud to become a part of the staff what, of what helped change my life. So let's go there. Prior to coming out here um, and having experienced other rehabs, why did you choose Elevate? Honestly, uh, it was just by the grace of whatever's out there. Uh, I was so strung out, I couldn't even tie my own shoelaces. Gotcha. And uh, I hear that a lot because uh, I do discharges for clients now. So I say, hey, how'd you hear about us? And they say, oh, a family member found it for me or this or that. And that was kind of my, uh, my situation as well. Uh, I'm very fortunate to have two parents that uh, care about me very much and found this place for me. And uh, best decision I ever did coming out here. There we go. So let's talk a little bit too. Um, I mean, obviously I'm super glad you found this place, but let's talk a little bit about what life was like maybe before leading up to Elevate, if you're comfortable with that. Yeah, to you a degree. You don't have to go in, yeah, to <laughs> a degree. Yeah, just maybe, just a generalized statement of kind of where you were at prior to enrollment. Uh, I was just hopeless, honestly. Um, you know, um, uh, took a lot of losses uh, due to my drugs and alcohol. Uh, consumption and my chemical dependency of course and uh, you know I was I was tired but I didn't know how to how to stop you know and I was one of those cases that I deal with so frequently of people that need professional help for uh, stopping their abuse of drugs and alcohol so coming in what was the first thing you noticed that's different about Elevate than the other places that you've been to the happiness <laughs> of hear that a lot. all yeah. the staff here it was it was nuts, you know. Uh, I came in uh, recently homeless, and uh, yeah, uh, seeing how happy everybody was out here, uh, I told myself I was <laughs> those negative self thoughts. I said, "There's no way these guys could have been on what I was on and have you know half crack a smile after going through you know what lies out there uh, in drugs and alcohol addiction." And uh, coming out, and I kind of told myself, I said, "You know, if I can just put one boot in front of the other and stay here for about uh you know maybe." 15, 20 days, uh, do what's asked of me, uh, maybe I'll have a good day or maybe two days. And slowly but surely, you know, I had one good day out of the week. And to me, that was improvement. And uh, now it's like, I can't think of times when I have bad days. 
Yeah. Now it's like, when was your last bad day? <laughs> it's hard to think about. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, uh, it is hard to think about. Um, you know, my worst day sober is always better than my best day using, if you ask me. Very true. That's so a great is, way to put it. Is there anything else that you can kind of pinpoint that maybe seemed different besides, you know, the staff or the happiness? Like what was different for you this time, you think? Right. So even just going back to the beginning, like detox, how is that different for you here than in other places you've been? Um, <clears throat> what made detox different uh, from other places with that is that it's uh, it's its own facility. You know, um, right. being later on in a program, I've been to multiple programs and, uh, you know, uh, they have the detox uh, clients with uh, other clients. And it, I mean, I would always get a little triggered when people would come in, you know, kind of nodding out or drunk, reeking like liquor. And I, you know, no matter where I was at in my program, it kind of threw a curveball to me. And, you know, in early sobriety, uh, great care and caution needs to be taken. Of course. And uh, with the help of the staff here in all parts of this program, detox program, uh, off-campus housing, uh, the, the staff does a very good job of keeping everything very much controlled and safe for all the clients who uh, happen to are fortunate enough to come out here. Absolutely. So the, it was kind of helpful for you to have detox separated from like the the core program. Very much so. Also, when I'm detoxing, I'm not too uh, sharp and uh, <laughs> mentally, yeah, yeah, mentally, yeah. emotionally. Maybe not the nicest, most fun guy to yeah. be around. You know, I, I can be a little short tempered. Uh, so it's close. It's good to say that you were. It was a good thing that you were. You're kind of separated from everybody else. <laughs> very much so. Uh, and the staff up there was very well equipped to handle uh, whatever was out there, uh, me included. And uh, yeah, it was definitely the best detox facility that I have been to. Um, Partly because, I mean, they do let us just, you know, sweat it out and come off of whatever we're on. Uh, in my case, it was uh, heroin and cheap vodka, you know, good old, oh. yeah. good old heroin oh. and, and alcoholism of, at its finest and something that I've had to deal with for the better half of eight years. So, um, you know, now having almost a year, uh, it's the most time I've ever had and the most grateful I've ever been for life and honestly the happiest I've ever been, which is uh, just Imagine a blessing. That, huh? I know, yeah. man. Huh? Hardest part about being sober is counting all my blessings and losing count. I love that. <laughs> I do too. Well, we're super proud of you, Seth. You've come a long way, absolutely. And congrats on almost having a year. Yeah, thank you. That's huge. So, you know, that's one of the things that we like to think and we really keep different is you can't even leave detox until you're fully detoxed from all the meds and everything like that. Did you find that that process was quicker since you literally couldn't leave the detox place to start your program until you were off of all of the medication? Yes. Uh, by the time I left, I was mentally and physically well. Um, you know, going into new environments with new people, uh, especially coming off of drugs and alcohol, you know, a lot could happen. You know, people are wild cards when they, you know, are coming off a good bender and uh, are in new environments with new people, new stimulus. And uh, it was a very safe, controlled and comfortable environment uh, where I could just get all that knocked out of the way so I could begin to actually do the work on myself. Because I, Lord knows, I mean, I can't even, I can't do anything when I'm, you know, all messed up. Of course. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's kind of move towards to the program too a little bit, Seth. So what were, if you don't have to name names or anything, but what, what kind of treatment did you have prior to this? You know, was it like AA and 12 steps, anything like that? How would you describe kind of your past treatment experiences? You know, I don't program shame, but... Uh, of course, yeah, and you don't have to. <clears throat> 12 steps you know <laughs> yeah you know uh very i did the uh, step-based treatment methods and uh you know um coming from where i've come from uh i didn't it, i was not receptive to uh step-based treatments 
uh, I think it's because I was very stubborn and hard-headed and very much addicted. You know, right. I was definitely integrated with the culture of addiction and uh, all that came with that. So I really wasn't listening to anybody uh, that I didn't want to listen to. Right. And going into a room with people that are strangers and, you know, doing whatever the person that you're most receptive to that you meet 20 seconds earlier and doing whatever they tell you to do, um, I, w I really wasn't receptive to that idea. Um, I was not really, uh, how do I say it, bending myself to fit anybody's program at that time. Um, right. I think what separates this program from other programs is the fact that this program bends itself to fit to you. Uh, kind of met me right where I was at. Um, and I think that's pretty rad um, because, I mean, I don't know if anything or anyone could have met me where I was before this. Thought that was impossible. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't see it coming. There you go. Great. So let's talk about phase one. Let's talk about life after you've come down from detox. What was that like for you? Uh, you know, a lot of uh, a lot of trauma comes with uh, going through uh, living rough in addiction. Uh, I got to the point in my addiction where uh, mom and dad weren't answering my calls anymore and they changed the locks on my house. And, you know, I found out uh, what the world really owed me. So, um, you know, a lot came with that uh, things that I did to get by and to support my habit. And so when I was recently off of drugs and alcohol, uh, a lot of that stuff stayed with me. Uh, different memories I would have, little flashbacks of this or that, or people, places, and things that would kind of, you know, for lack of a better word, haunt me. So mindfulness being phase one really kept me in the present moment. Uh, when I would close my eyes, all sorts of images and uh -oh. situations that yeah. I've been to, with, you know, things that kept me up at night or what have you, uh, would always come to mind. So having to remind myself that okay I'm in a chair with good people mm -hmm. uh, everyone's healthy and trying to work on themselves and you know staying present and not letting you know my past get the better of me uh, gave me the time and the space to really undo the knots of the noose that I had around my neck due to my drugs and alcohol there we go I like that analogy yeah that was a good one yeah absolutely so yeah mindfulness obviously with phase one we really start to implement and practice mindfulness and do the mindfulness workbook for addiction rebuilding trust with your family so i'm glad to hear that you had a good experience of kind of letting the tools and the curriculum kind of start landing it sounds like meditation and mindfulness was super helpful for you to be available to be helped almost maybe even yeah you know um this program has so many moving parts uh and i think that's what another thing that separates this place from other places it's that, I mean, even working with you as the life intervention counselor uh, throughout my program with rebuilding trust and, uh, you know, calling people and, and telling them I'm sorry and, you know, trying to make things right. Um, slowly but surely, you know, I was able to untie the knots that <clears throat> of the rope that pulled me back, you know, and I think with all the moving parts, we always have the best person for the job at all times, you know, as opposed to other places where it's one group facilitator, you know, and doing all the groups and go to a group smoke a cigarette go to a meeting smoke a cigarette here it's like we have life intervention counselors uh health services staff detox staff that all they do is detox so they deal with people like that and they become very good and specialized at what they do there we go well i'm glad you found that helpful because as a specialized counselor that makes me feel pretty good you should <laughs> <laughs> well how was that coming in and automatically almost you know just a few weeks in you're rebuilding trust with your family and the, and the amount of confront that that takes you know early on to start hitting that relationship um right you know uh, in our heads we're our own worst critics you know and i find that to be the truth just about all the time uh so when i did call my family and i was expecting mom to tell me to you know, hey, uh, you stole my credit card and, 
you know, to support your drug habit and pay all that back. And, you know, dad telling me that I crashed his car and I owe him a new car. Uh, all, all the people that supported me really wanted me was really wanted of me was to be there for myself, you know? And, uh, I hear this all the time, you know, when people would tell me, uh, I wish you could see in yourself what we see in you, uh, with our loved ones that they tell us. And, um, I mean, this place really guided me into self-confidence, uh, to be able to do those things, to face the problems that I had, to rebuild the wreckage of my past. And that was a really nice taste of what was coming in phase three that I had received in phase one. There we go. Great answer, Seth. I like that. Yeah, that's a good Yeah, one. it's kind of ironic that to rebuild trust with your family, you just have to first love yourself. <laughs> ironic, right? Yeah. How, but how can we? You know, it takes a lot of, uh, a lot of faith. And, you know, drug addicts and alcoholics is kind of a, one of the symptoms of the, of the you know, I don't, I don't know if I want to call it a disease or this, uh, whatever it is, is a lack of faith and a lack of hope. And I think that the staff does a very good job of guiding us into faith and confidence of ourselves and our own abilities to be able to make those next steps and to really build the life for ourselves that we really want, the one that can keep us sober. Perfect. I love that. Tell me about this step. I know a lot of clients really struggle with this step and when they know it's coming, this is when people are starting to want to leave. They don't want to delve into this, but a big part of our program is writing up all your transgressions and really confronting your past. How was that for you? I think it was probably the most healing uh, aspect of this program, a real meat and potatoes portion of what Elevate is. Um, and a big part of that is making amends uh, for myself because, you know, we put ourselves through a lot, you know, and as it'd be naive to say that addiction is a, um, a disease of people that we suffer through alone because uh, we do put our families and our loved ones uh, through a lot. And, uh, you know, if I can cut that out. Yeah, well, you're fine. All right, yeah. Because <laughs> I don't want to say it's a disease. I mean, but other people, they other understand people that. They understand yeah. that. So, for lack of it's a your experience, word. yeah. 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 Well, I don't, we'll I don't just... like saying it either. Yeah. I'm not broken. Yeah, <laughs> I know. That's I like right. That. <laughs> yeah. You cured your disease, man. Right? <laughs> I think the most, uh, the thing I got the most from the RS process or the responsibility step is the section on personal growth. Uh, looking at all the negative habits that I had, whether it be not trusting people, uh, not taking kindly to authority, um, you know, taking things from other people, uh, getting into fights, uh, all sorts of stuff that comes with a real bad dope habit, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and I looked at all the situations that had happened to me, the places where I put myself where these things happened. You know, I wasn't really fighting people until I got my nose broken at this fight that I got sucker punched. And, you know, I wasn't really taking things from people until I, you know, started getting my stuff taken. And I said, oh, this is just how, this is normal life. Because like a lot of people in addiction, uh, I didn't really come up this way. I kind of came from a pretty all right family as I'd like to think, Yeah. you know, and it's kind of doesn't discriminate against race, color, creed, or ethnicity or, or wealth if you have you, you know? Yeah, of course, of course. Yeah. There we go. So with the RSs, right, we kind of walk through and take responsibility for all the things that we've done wrong. Was there anything that like stood out for you that maybe you didn't see? Or was it kind of like I wrote, I wrote all these things down that I knew I've done and, you know, cause I've done this process myself, you know, so I'm curious to kind of see where, I don't know, I guess what your biggest takeaway was from it. I know you said the personal growth was huge. But did it help you maybe like pull back the covers of things that you didn't see? Oh yeah, um, I saw uh, 
patterns in my behavior right. that I wasn't able to recognize because I never took the time to look at myself. <laughs> yeah, right. Take time to look. I think that's great about this program is it really gives you a lot of time to just really look at yourself um, more than just your appearance of what we do and who we are and why we make the choices that we make. And um, looking at myself, I, you know, I found out that you know, I kind of would fall into a bad crowd wherever I moved to because I traveled a lot. I was a traveling uh, construction worker uh, for a couple of years and, you know, blue collar laborer. And uh, I have a very uh, a good habit of running away from uh, losses. You know, I'm not I'm a great winner, but I'm a bad loser. You know, at least two I of was us, uh, yeah, three. <laughs> three. It makes three. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. OK. Yeah, hey, you're not alone, man. I was a bad loser, man. You know, when it came to relationships, you know, the RS process, uh, covers about 13 topics of what makes our life uh, what it is. You know, love and romance, personal growth, hygiene, um, drugs and alcohol, activities. Uh, that was my favorite one too. Yeah, some good <laughs> Just stuff the things there. that I did to support that habit and the things that I was doing with people. And, you know, there was a group of people just like me out there that, uh, that I was a part of. And uh, to me, it was just normal because everyone's, you know, a, a lying, backstabbing, you know, cutthroat kind of person, but you know, I'm finding out that that's not really the case with the real world. Uh, the real world's actually really nice, and uh, at least it's nice to be a part of it. You know, because it is what we make of it uh, wherever we go. Absolutely. That was like one of my biggest things is realizing as an addict, I always said, "Hey, I'm just hurting myself." family, friends, why do you care? And then when you go through this process and you're forced to look at it through all those 13 different lenses, you realize, wait, I'm, I, my actions are not just hurting myself. The sphere of influence is pretty big and it kind of is hard to go back. Like when you're doing pros and cons, it's hard to go back when you realize the big bad effect you're having on not only yourself, but everybody else too. Right. I couldn't agree with you more, you know, and with everybody, I mean, I think it, it's, I think it's great with the immense process that takes place after the responsibility step is uh, going back and, and uh, trying to make things right. And doing that immense process, I, I had an epiphany moment. I remember I was in a PMC or counselor Jen's group and I said, holy hell, you know, I might actually leave here a good person. And <laughs> to me, that was and insane. You did. And a great person. Yeah, you know? dude. Wow. I, I, at least I like to think so. <laughs> yeah. No, I think that's cool about the immense process. And that was kind of one point I wanted to zoom in on a little bit, too, was, you know, with the responsibility step, we, we take a look at the things we did wrong. We take a look at the harm and we become aware of it. Right. So it's almost like we become aware of almost ourselves being the biggest villain of our own life. So then immediately after that, the next process of making amends, it, it kind of empowers you to now make that right and start to become like the hero of your own story. And I kind of like the way I like to look at it that way. And it sounds kind of like that's what you were saying, too, where once you realize like, hey, man, holy crap, like this is all my fault. This was look what I did to everybody, including myself. It almost creates this like internal motivation to now go out and undo all that BS and make it right. Did you have that experience at all? I think it says it in the name, responsibility. Uh, it's me taking responsibility or whoever's going through it, taking the responsibility for our lives. You know, um, a lot of times as addicts, we like to blame other people for our misfortune. And uh, even when I did take my losses, say, <laughs> say, say the I got- rare losses. Yeah, yeah, every once in a while, right? For example, uh, I got carjacked in Sacramento uh, and got into a fight with a guy uh, I was on my way to buy a bag of uh, dope from some homeless guys. And, yeah. 
You know, it's like, well, maybe if I wouldn't have been so idiotic and drug seeking, I wouldn't have engaged in those risky behaviors that kind of gave me a little bit of trauma, of you course. know, cause it's like, you know, even that, or, uh, let's see, you know, just, the all the stuff that comes with that is just, uh, you know, I'm the one that put myself there and kind of exposed myself to it. And now I choose to put myself with, you know, working as staff. I think it's great. The community that we do have here, uh, cause we all work out together. Uh, we hang out together. Uh, you know, some guys rent rooms with other guys and, you know, it's kind of a nice little community that I'm very much glad to be a part of where personal growth is the lifestyle. It's what Elevate is all about, if you ask me. So I, I love hearing that. And, and the, the part I want to talk about is is the working out together. So I, I know that's somewhat unique about Elevate. I mean, I think other programs provide exercise to some form or another, but we're, we really put that as like one of the main components of our program. How was that for you? Were you a big workout person prior to getting here? Uh, no. <laughs> I don't know many junkies that are, but yeah. I just wanted to check. <laughs> the only 40s I curled were Miller High Lifes. <laughs> Got it. Got it. Oh, so man, how hard was that. it for you to step into the CrossFit gym, uh, you know, freshly sober and, and start getting after it? It was great. Um, it was a very great experience uh, because I think it's so rad that uh, two of our drug counselors are actually uh, CrossFit trainers, one including Mr. Dallas right here next to me. Bing, bing, that's me. <laughs> yeah, you know, and um, seeing them go through that and after, uh, I mean, it's like just, it's just very inspirational. Uh, there's a lot of motivation uh, and inspiration that comes with the staff here. And uh, coming from where I'd come from, I kind of had to start again from, from a blank slate. And there was so much to grasp onto you know, even Angie, I mean, even you work out and I work out with you every once in a while in there and seeing you work out and, you know, words don't mean much to a person like me. I'm kind of old school, you know, so it's like if, if I see somebody working out and see somebody helping others and see somebody working hard, showing up on time and being happy, you know, living sober, it makes me want what that is. And of course, you know, finally being a part of that, it's kind of, it's such a trip. I got to pinch myself every once in a while because I don't even recognize myself anymore from how I used to be about a year and a half ago to where I am now. Pretty healthy. You know, Very, you put on some pounds, yeah. you lift some weight. Yeah, we don't have any video over here, but he's got a nice haircut. He's got a nice polo on. He's looking very muscular and he's smiling quite a lot. Yeah, it's, it's, it's hard to, from, a, from perspective, right? That's kind of the game that I play is perspective. Uh, you know, my addiction brought me to, uh, you know, sleeping on street corners to now it's just everything that I do um, have, which is, you know, a place to live, work, working out, uh, my health, uh, my, my circle of friends is, you know, responsibility, something that I created for myself through the hard work that I put into myself. And uh, it's just, you know, taking accountability for my life and being a part of this is, you know, unlike anything I could have ever imagined, you know, who would have thought that working hard pays off, right? I know. We've heard that smart. our whole life. Yeah, yeah hard working and fun. We love yeah. it. <laughs> well, Seth, we, I really wanted to acknowledge you and your progress, man, and how cool it's been to watch your journey and your transformation and, you know, go from zero to hero pretty much, right? And um, So I have a question for you, Seth. Yeah. Tell me about graduation. Now, even from uh, the point you're on detox, you're brought down every Friday night. We listen to graduation. You see it every week. You live it. You have to give a speech when you complete things. There's like, you know, some people get anxiety about that because we got to talk in front of people. But tell me what it means for you for being part of those graduations. Oh, being a part of the graduation. I think it's uh, it shows you the end result of what we do here. Uh, you're able to see it and touch it and hear it. Um, you know, seeing the families up there talking about 
their loved ones. I love hearing mom and dad talk about you oh, know, that's their, the best. About Doesn't the get much drug addict, than that. You know? He was such a good boy. You know all that, but uh, when Seth was three, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, you know. But it's for it's for all of us. You know, it's for them. It's for us, and it's for even the people in detox uh, to see what it looks like to finish a program, to have your family have your back again, and uh, to succeed at something. You know, I remember when they asked me when I first got here what my accomplishments were in life, and I didn't have an answer for them. Right. Because I felt like I haven't accomplished anything in the better half of a decade. But doing this, and you know, and I never thought that rehab would ever be something that I'd ever want to brag about accomplishing. Uh, but here, it's kind of a different story because it's kind of more than just uh, you know drug and alcohol rehab. Because I've been to drug and alcohol rehabs, and this one's a lot different. Uh, this one's all about taking control of your life and changing something you can actually hold on to touch and see uh when i do you know i am the psf the program support facilitator so i'm the first person that somebody meets when they come out of detox and part of my program orientation is having them weigh themselves in the scale in the garage uh and i do that because by the time they leave i want them to weigh themselves again and say oh wow now i'm doing crossfit i'm working out i'm healthier i'm thinner i'm happier and if they can see like numbers change <clears throat> it gives them a little something to hold on to uh, as they leave, uh, a little bit more motivation, something tangible to yeah, take with them. Absolutely. Wow. That's awesome, Seth. Yeah. So you, st you touched on your role here. Tell us about what you exactly do around here. Cause you're, you're here, there, everywhere. You, you like are, <laughs> you mix with everybody. He's like the Swiss army knife of Elevate. Exactly. Or the, yeah. what you say earlier, the gears, the glue to the, yeah. the, the, just the grease behind the, the grease gears. Behind the gears. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like, what don't I do out here? I do a lot of stuff. <laughs> um, part, part of what I do, my job is just to be hatted with uh, as many departments as I can be whether that be security, uh, intakes and assessments, uh, detox, being a registered alcohol and drug technician with California, um, doing health services. Uh, I'm kind of just a person that uh, kind of goes wherever I fit in, you know, and I kind of fit everywhere. I'm, I, just, I don't know if all people are like that, but I definitely am. Of course. Well, we definitely chose you for that role because we knew that you could adapt and people would respond well to you because sometimes you have to go get people out of their room when they don't want to go there. You've got to go walk with them down the hill when they're triggered and they want to leave. And, um, we, you know, for you especially, we knew that you could be that Swiss Army knife, as Dallas mm -hmm. put it, because you are needed in so many different areas to keep everything moving around here. Yeah, I'm kind of a jack of all trades. I'm not trying to toot my own horn over here. <laughs> Just do it. You give it a quick toot. Yeah, yeah you enjoy know? It. <laughs> it. And I think the reason why I'm good for this job is uh, because that I've been a lot of things uh, in life. I I joke around I because I'm 25 years old. I say I'm kind of like a new car with a lot of miles on it. You know, there was a <laughs> there was a, there was a time when I was a student going to school. There was a time when I was uh, engaged and was a you know loyal. Uh, boyfriend, fiance. Uh, I've been, you know, working blue collar. I've worked white collar. I've traveled all over California chasing work and just hung out with all sorts of different people uh, while using and uh, even while not using, you know, just just going. I've just been, a, I've just been around, you know, I can't. And uh, I, I think I know the res what people are receptive to uh, when it comes to getting them motivated uh, for saving their own lives. You know, it's their loss, but at the same time, it's their win as well. So, you know, I do a lot of crisis intervention, uh, kind of a, one of my favorite things to do if you'd ask me, uh, because when people aren't showing up to class, uh, there's usually a reason behind it. You know, I'll find them in their room and trying to process a loss that came up earlier in group, or, um, you know, maybe they're not motivated, they're feeling sick and 
or what have you, um, a lot of times mentally uh, they hold themselves back more than they ever did physically. And um, so I kind of, I'm just, I'm just kind of a smooth talker if you ask me, you know, I can. <laughs> in a genuine way. In a yeah. genuine way. Absolutely. What yeah. used to be a bad trade is now a really good trade. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, uh, just because <laughs> someone has a drug problem doesn't mean that they're a worthless human being. Uh, despite what society may think, um, you know, being a drug addict, uh, society doesn't really like you, right. you know, and that's kind of, no one advocates for the drug addict, uh, at all because it's like, you know, when your family, they care about you, but you know, cops don't like you, uh, significant others don't like you, uh, your employer doesn't like you, no, and you don't like you. And that's kind of the biggest thing here. Uh, kind of what makes me very proud to work for this place is, uh, is that all the staff here have been through a program uh, at some time or another. So the amount of empathy and insight into the addiction process and recovery itself is unparalleled with other treatment centers, if you ask me. Awesome. I have one last question for you. Why do you work at Elevate? Or what's your favorite part about working at Elevate? Oh my God. That's kind that's of- That's a tough one, That's right? a tough one. Yeah. Well, I mean, let's see. My favorite part of working at Elevate, um, is being able to look at myself and see a good person uh, and really believe it. Because uh, at the end of the day, it's your opinion that matters. And if anyone out there is listening that's kind of going through something, you know you know the right answer. Uh, it's your story, it's your life, it's your loss, it's your victory. Uh, do something about it. Get off your butt. <laughs> <laughs> I like that, Seth. And save your life, you know, and you come to a place like this where um, all we have is a full-time staff of the, our only job is to make sure that you do well post-treatment. It's all we do. And uh, I don't think there's a better uh, group of staff members that are more equipped for this job than what we have here. And I think that makes this place very special and I'm proud to be a part of it. There you go. Well, and we're we glad to have, to have, yeah. Sorry, Ange. Yeah, we were same. saying at the same time, we're both very glad to have you too, mm -hmm. Seth. And uh, you've been a huge part of our success over here at Elevate and a huge part of your own success over at Elevate. And that kind of ties into my last question. My final question Ooh. for you, Seth, is what does your recovery look like now? Like what, what tools did you take from the program? Like how does Seth continue to work on Seth now that you've gone through treatment and you've had some time under your belt and you're still a person in recovery, right? So what does that look like for you today? I am very much a person in recovery. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> you know, uh, you know, better half of eight years, uh, you know, with, uh, yeah, drugs and alcohol addiction of my opinion, what to me was the worst. Um, what does my recovery look like today? Yeah. What does it look like today? Um, I have a lot of fun. You know, I never thought that, uh, being sober would be fun. It, it was never appealing to me. Uh, I was, I kind of like action and adventure and, uh, cheap thrills. And, uh, this one for me, um, what my recovery looks like. It's health and wellness uh, and personal growth. I don't wanna say that I'm cautious uh, with what I do moving forward um, because I do take risks, but I only risk what I am prepared to lose. And sobriety is not something that I risk anymore. Uh, and there's so much here to occupy my life, to build a life for myself that I want a healthy one, uh, whether it be hanging out with staff or working out together, going for hikes. Uh, I just bought a fishing pole. I'm saving for nice. a Harley. You know, it's oh, like, yeah. I have these little goals and these little dreams and I think the, what, okay, I okay, okay, okay. 
<laughs> just that ties me to the last thing that I feel like that I got here was um, the most important thing that I got from treatment was hope. Um, hope, something you can't buy at a store. Uh, it's goals. Because I never, you know, I kind of lived a lifestyle where tomorrow wasn't promised nor expected. And now it's like, okay, what do I see myself doing in five years? You know, do I want to go back to school? Am I smart enough to go back to school? And I believe that I can be whatever I want to be. And I have the staff here at Elevate to thank for that, um, to guide me back into the confidence of myself. I did about 80% of the work, but 20% was knowing uh, what to do and having the help of the staff. Because you got to give yourself credit for even thinking about coming to treatment because nobody wants to come to treatment. You know, it's especially a drug addict or an alcoholic. You know, I remember fighting with my parents about this a lot saying oh you want to send me to the nut house are you guys crazy <laughs> you know and uh, yeah. but honestly um that's not what it was at all it was just the best thing that could ever happen to me and um yeah my recovery now is just one where i make plans and have hopes and dreams and goals and actually have the initiative the confidence and the the drive to go and get those things done and no more instant gratification but that's kind of overrated anyway you know yeah. it's kind of boring just getting getting your all your dopamine at one time and just calling <laughs> it done you know i i kind of get a thrill out of living sober and setting goals and getting things done and you know whether it be paying rent saving money uh paying off all my legal stuff because i have a lot of uh, i like to drive fast and uh you know all sorts of stuff like that you know rebuilding the areas getting mom and dad to call me up again and taking the locks off of their doors, which happened recently. Um, nice, congrats. Wow. Yeah, you know, and recently I'm, you know, uh, people that are close to me that are uh, struggling with this have been reaching out to me and uh, they say, man, you really uh, inspired me to get well and I would have never thought this would ever have been the case. And that's something that happened here. So thank you guys for letting me be a part of your show today. And, you know, it's been my pleasure. Yeah, of course, Seth. Yeah. Thank you so much. Wow, yeah, this has been great. Yeah. Fantastic, yes. Well, and I think for a lot of us, and I'm just gonna end with this, is it feels so good to give back too after we've we've taken and taken and taken and then be the example and be able to help the others. Uh, like you said, your old friends that you've connected with, by seeing you as an example, you're leading the way. Um, that should have a good sphere of influence. I would have never thought, you know, and it's, it's hard to, uh, I mean, how do I say it? Um, I would have never thought that I'd ever have this uh, amount of things to be grateful for, uh, this amount of control, this amount of power over my life uh, to help others. I just never saw myself in that light ever. And I never knew what I was missing out on until I got a taste of it and I got a taste of it here with y'all. Awesome. There we go. We I love, love that. that. <laughs> well, we thanks that. again, Seth, for being on the show. We're going to wrap and uh, wind down soon, but I'm really proud of how far you've come. Thanks for showing up for yourself. Thanks for giving back here at Elevate and being a pillar of support for the clients. And more importantly, I'm glad that you get to see your wins, you know, and you let them land and identify how much change you've made. And we're all real proud of you here. And thanks for being a part of the team. The pleasure is all mine. There we go. Well, thanks for listening to the show, guys. And we're super glad that Seth could be here. And we're going to sign off on that note. Enjoy the rest of your day. All right, guys, that's our show for today. We hope you found some value from listening. And if you did, please share with someone you know or love. You can find us on social media. We are at Elevate Addiction Services. And if you or a loved one are struggling with addiction, please call our toll-free confidence.